0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. We give praise, glory, and honor to God to this Sunday before uh, Christmas. We are certainly delighted that the Lord has allowed for us to be able to gather on this day. I'm excited about what God is going to do in this space. And, of course, it is the Sunday before Christmas. For all of those that are joining us as far as our virtual church is concerned on Zoom, for those of you all who are watching us on youtube or vimeo as far as our church website is concerned or listening to us on the radio or watching us on facebook live we are excited and we want to welcome you to saint paul online our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you this morning so we want you to do us this favor real quick if you're on facebook live share this on your personal timeline without starting a separate watch party to make sure we all stay in the same chat stream. You can tag people that you want to invite to this particular post. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel and then text the link uh, of this worship service to your personal network. And if you're in our chat room on our church website, click the invite button in your chat window and share this experience with others. We want to... At least have a thousand subscribers before the end of this year on our YouTube channel. So, invite your family and friends and others to join us as far as St. Paul Online is concerned. Amen. Amen. I see many of you all in the Zoom on our uh, virtual church, and I want to wave at you real quick. We thank God for you joining us. And, Elson, and I see you, man. Can you see me? <laughs> Amen. Minister Ben Pate is going to come. He's going to lead us in our worship experience this morning. And uh, do me a favor, if you would, put your hands together. Let's give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserves.
1: Amen, amen. Put those blessed hands together, God. We thank you for another Sunday, another opportunity to worship. God has been so good. The Bible says in Psalms 113, verse 3 says, the name that says, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord shall be praised. So we are here to bless the name of the Lord who is with me today. So let's give God the praise that he deserves as we open up with our congregational hymn, Joy to the World.
2: And before we proclaim, uh, do the proclamation of the joy, I just want to say thank you to everyone who um, plotted and planned. <laughs> as well as participated in the uh, surprise birthday drive-by birthday party for me on last Sunday. Thank you all so very much um, for your cards, for your letters, um, for your prayers, and for your gifts. We, I'm so appreciative of that, and I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you for everyone who participated. I really, really appreciate it. Okay, so um, for our reading this morning, this is our fourth Sunday of Advent. The Advent journey began with us lighting the candle of hope, peace, and love. Today, we relight them to remind us that our hope is in Christ and that he will come again and bring peace and love to the world. So today, we light the last candle which is a sign of joy. The gospel lyric says it best This joy I have, the world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. We want to lighten the darkness around us, bring beauty to the limitations of COVID 19 that COVID 19 has caused. If we are honest, it is beginning to wear us down. In our homes, we decorate because it is tradition because it lifts our hearts and gives us hope, peace, and love. It makes us feel as though there is a semblance of normalcy. Our preparation is not in vain, because soon God's promise to us will be fulfilled.
3: Here are the words of the prophet Isaiah found in chapter 61, 1 through 3, the New King James Version. version. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim the liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy of mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, That they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified.
0: Let us go to the Lord in prayer. God, in this season of Advent and as we make the turn toward Christmas time, for those that are watching us online, for those that are providing the essence of worship in this space, we thank you. And God, we know we don't have to send you anywhere because you're everywhere at the same time because of your omnipresence. But yet, God, you decided to, in a very special way, manifest your presence in the form of Jesus to Christ. For that we say, thank you. He's the reason for our joy. And so God, as we come and we celebrate and commemorate on this wonderful day, this last Sunday of Advent, make us ever mindful that Jesus is the reason for this season. We thank you, God, for this precious, wonderful gift that you have sent into a dark and sinful world. We thank you that Jesus did for us what we could not do for ourselves. Make us ever mindful, oh God, that it is incumbent upon us to share this gift, your son, with those who do not know him in the pardon of our sins and so God as we close out this moment of Advent we give you a glory hallelujah we say thank you Jesus and we pray oh God that throughout the rest of this worship experience as we make the turn toward tide, be with us oh God and continue to give us strength through this pandemic it is in the name of your son Jesus Christ we pray and in his name we claim it done Amen.
2: This church. I wanted to take this time to wish you a happy birthday and many more to come. You've reached a milestone. Five bye, bye Enjoy. And since you are a Christmas baby, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I continue to pray that God blesses you and your family. Much love to you from your sister in Christ and your sorrow. Deborah Chestnut-Reed, blessings and have a happy birthday.
4: Happy birthday, Lady Pierre. Beauty is often seen from the outside, but your beauty emanates from the inside because of the authentic, caring, gentle person that you are. At St. Paul, we are so fortunate to have you as our First Lady. You love people, you're kind to people, and you have a servant heart. Thank you for all that you do, My prayer for you is that you have a wonderful birthday and every day of your life, and that soon we can hug each other, laugh and smile, worship together. But in the meantime, lady, you look outstanding at 55. Enjoy your day. May God bless you. Love you, Gwen.
5: Greetings, Lady Pierre. I am thrilled to share in this joyous moment of celebrating your birthday. I am thankful the Lord allowed our paths to cross, and I smile when I think about all God has done over the years for you and your family as you've transitioned into your role as wife, first lady, and mom. I appreciate our friendship, and I want you to know that you're not only a blessing to Pastor Scott and our goddaughter, but you're a blessing to me, the St. Paul church family, and so many other family and friends. May the abundant grace of our Lord Jesus fill your days to come with peace, love, and joy, consistent with what this Christmas season represents. Happy birthday, Pierre. We love you. God bless.
4: Pierre, here we are. 2020 in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. So many losses, but yet God has allowed us to remain steadfast. We met as college students some 34 years ago. We've shared the birth of children, the loss of loved ones, marriages, careers, and now, middle age. Ha! Ah, 55, your double nickel birthday. I bring to you a virtual hug, a heart filled with love, and a wish that your birthday is as special as you are. You are my sister for life, and I love you. Have a happy birthday. Merry Christmas and happy birthday. You won't
2: believe where I am right now. I'm actually on my bike. (laughs) In my living room, I set up my trainer. It's all about perfect health
4: in 2021.
2: (laughs) I'm here to be your inspiration, since I can't be there to give you a hug on your birthday. Happy birthday, my dear. Double nickel in the house, check out my my little Christmas display here. Gonna be thinking about you Christmas Eve, our COVID Christmas. You know what, this is just a perfect time to just give thanks for all the beautiful people in my life and you are one of them, sweetheart. I love you so much. Happy birthday and check
4: your email on Christmas morning. Okay, bye. Morning. Hello, this is mom and dad. Hello, Pierre. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Congratulations on the double nickel. (laughs) Did you ever think you'd see this day that you were old as we are? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We hope everything is wonderful. We know that you have a great life and that we just appreciate everything for you that you have. And we wish we could be there, but according to the pandemic and what we're going through right now, This is what we do. So hopefully all is well, and you will have a great day. And we love you. We look forward to seeing the video or whatever type of setup that you guys have uh, on screen, on the telephone, screenshots. So take care. Bye-bye.
0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. You all should see Pierce. She is over here just cracking up, Um, just um, uh, in in awe. And I want to thank our media team, particularly uh, Deborah Dalton, as well as uh, her friends and family for giving her a birthday shout out. Uh, And I want to thank you all, St. Paul, for coming through on last Sunday and blessing her with words of encouragement, as well as cards and gifts uh, for her double nickel birthday, as somebody said. You should never tell a woman's age. In these pandemic times, you're just glad to be alive. Amen, amen. So, you know, there are some norms that we're kicking out the window, uh, but I wanted to do all that we could to celebrate our First Lady. So can you just give God praise for her one more time? She's just an awesome gift, not only to me, but also to the body of Christ and to the St. Paul Baptist Church, amen. She is a Christmas baby, and a whole lot of people remind me I cannot cheat her on Christmas and give her one gift and let it be for both her birthday and Christmas. So you all pray my strength in the Lord, amen, as far as uh, that day of celebration is concerned. But again, St. Paul, thank you all so very, very much for the kindness of your generosity that you have expressed to Lady Pier, And uh, she had mentioned earlier how appreciative she is, but as pastor, I wanted to uh, double state that as well. Uh, you all are just such a kind and gracious church, and uh, we love you dearly, and I know that Pierre loves you dearly. I tell folks that St. Paul tolerates me, but they love Pierre and Charis. I can leave, but Pierre and Charis can't go anywhere, amen. So uh, it is just a wonderful joy to have someone of her magnitude and just the way she is here at church is the way she is at home. And so uh, we celebrate and we thank God for her life and for her living. Amen? Amen. Amen. And as I talk about your kindness and your generosity, St. Paul, we continue to be a blessing to families through our food pantry as well as our toy giveaway our food pantry we served 161 families this week uh and to sister felicia Nalls and her crew thank you all so very very much for the hard work and the diligence that you all put forth in being a blessing thank you saint paul for the kindness that you demonstrate as far as your gifts are concerned as well as others who partner with us and are a blessing to us who may not necessarily be a part of the church But through your giving you make this a wonderful working reality a lot of folks have been blessed and i don't know what it is i think that when god sees you doing something for those who are marginalized who are oppressed who are disenfranchised who can't do for themselves god opens up doors for you and the lord has just been opening up some crazy doors for us here at saint paul over the last few weeks because of our food pantry we got a call from a marketing person at Walmart that they wanted to partner with us and give us food for our food pantry. God deserves to be praised for that, (laughs) amen. Reverend James Burney, uh, when we found out that the truck we were supposed to have one Saturday didn't come through, Reverend James Burney uh, had somebody to reach out to him from North Medical and they decided to supply us with 200 food baskets that we were able to disseminate a couple of thursdays ago god is to be praised and um uh i'm just excited about all that god is doing because we're trying to be helpful to those who can not help themselves so thank you saint paul for the kindness and the largesse of your generosity that you continue to express toward those now we're going to be shut down as far as the food pantry is concerned until the, the first wednesday In January, they need a break. Amen. Amen. They need a break. They've been going hard at it. We increase from going once a month to every week. They need a break. I want to give them this break. Amen. So we're going to start back up on January the 6th, but we will be accumulating funds so that once they come back, we'll be able to go and of course collect food to be a blessing to others. I also want to thank um, Reverend Bernie uh, for doing the wonderful job. As far as our toy drive is concerned, he was absolutely incredible. As far as toys for tots on concern, uh, as far as toys for tots is concerned, on yesterday, we served 167 families. 167 families were blessed yesterday because of your kindness and your largesse. We raised more money this year for Toys for Tots than we ever have. I know since I've been here, but Reverend Bernie has shared with me since he's been doing this. So thank you so very much. I got to give a special shout out though, as far as Toys for Tots are concerned, to one of my neighbors, um, Drew and Tisha Boyd. Uh, they're neighbors of mine. And last week they called uh and they said, listen, uh, they run a nonprofit and they over-order. And they say, oh, Can we bring some toys for you all to give to the children for Toys for Tots? And I was like, Sure. I'm thinking it's about, you know, two or three boxes. They brought about 14 big boxes, like this high, to the house. I mean, that, that you know, it was just crazy. And so uh, to uh, the boys, Thank you all so very much. They call themselves our bootleg members because they check us out on Sunday morning. We take bootleg members as well. Amen, amen, amen. And um, uh, they were a blessing as far as our ministry is concerned. But can you all help me to celebrate Reverend James Burney and all of those that participated with him as far as Toys for Tots is concerned on yesterday? He has been grinding hard to make this a working reality. Just also want to let you all know this Tuesday from 8 to 2.30, we're going to be doing COVID testing here at the church as well as flu shots. All testings and shots will be billed directly to your insurance or covered by the CARES Act. There will be no out-of-pocket expense. However, you want to get here early. And when you come into um, uh, the area, you will see where you need to go to line up. We will have people, uh, the sheriff's department will help to give you Uh, insights as far as where to line up uh, to make that a working reality. So that's COVID testing and flu shots Tuesday from 8 to 2 p.m. And uh, there will be no out-of-pocket expense. Just also want to let you all know that on next Sunday, next Sunday, um, we're going to have our memorial tribute. We're going to have our memorial tribute. So if you have a loved one that has died, this year 2020 if you have a loved one that has died in 2020 not 2019 not 2015 not 20 years ago and i'm not trying to negate the 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 love and the hole in your heart because of a loved one's death some time ago but this is to commemorate those who have died in 2020. please send that name email it to the church at info at Or call the church office to share the name of your loved one by this Wednesday, December the 5th, by 5 o'clock p.m. We're going to put together a tribute list, and we're going to run that as far as our services are concerned for next Sunday. And then, of course, you can have a candle at your home, and we want to commemorate those loved ones that have gone on. Also want to let you all know that we're going to have watch night service on uh, New Year's Eve at 10.30 p.m. And then at 11.45 after uh, the preaching and the worship is done, we're going to have a prayer call on Zoom so we can have joint prayer as we go into 2021. 2020 has been a mess, y'all. I don't know about anybody else, but I also know that as we go into 2021, we're going to still be dealing with the same, some of the same stuff that we got in 2020. However, it's just good to know that we're going to be able to turn the page and that the Lord will be able to do something new as we go into this new year. I don't know about anybody else, but I am glad that 2020 is bringing a new president and vice president. Yep, I said it. We're bringing a new president and a new vice president. We got a vaccine um, that is uh, hopefully and prayerfully will help to uh, curb uh, COVID-19, as well as just a new outlook. So we're looking forward to that. Church office is going to be closed on Wednesday, December the 23rd until Monday, January the 4th. And uh, But we will be checking our phone messages remotely, our emails for prayer requests, hospitalization notices, funeral arrangements, and bereavement notices. So please, ma'am, please, sir, call the office or send an email. We're going to be checking those every day and ever so often during the day to make sure that we can take care of our ministerial and pastoral needs amen 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 this afternoon sunday morning live is going to have um they're going to have a special christmas celebration for our children and so uh we're looking forward to you joining them as far as that is concerned am i right about that All right. Amen. Uh, Reverend Brenda Richardson, our minister of Christian education, is looking like Kermit the Frog going, yay. (laughs) And she got on all that green, too. (laughs) And so um, join our children. Check them out. And, of course, we want to continue to remind you we have Sunday morning live at 9 and 9.30 where we got some great teachers that are doing some great things. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, we're getting ready to transition into prayer. And as we get ready to transition into prayer, um, there are some prayer concerns I want to share with you all. We want to lift up um, Sister Tanya Porter. Uh, her nephew, Sharif Jones, was, um, was killed, a uh, young man that was killed. His service was yesterday at York Memorial Cemetery. Here in Charlotte, we want to keep that family in our prayers. You may have heard about his death on the news, and we want to flank that family with our prayers. We also want to lift up Sister Keisha Anderson, who lost her father, uh, Brother Roy Hill. His services were this past Monday. We continue to um, lift up the family of Sister Wanda Jackson, who is the sister of uh, Deacon Woody Daniels and sister-in-law of Lula Daniels. We want to lift up Sister Artie Clyburn, and uh, Sister Gloria Rankin, who is making the transition to hospice. We want to flank her with our prayers, and we, of course, want to lift up a special prayer for Sister Frances Dalton, who is the mother of Deborah Dalton. Uh, And I need you all to do me a favor, St. Paul, as uh, Minister Ben Pate gets ready to come take us to the throne of grace. I need you to do me all a favor. Sister Carolyn Ginyard is so appreciative of uh, your calls and your concerns and your love Uh, However, we kind of overwhelmed her. And so I want you to do me a favor. When you think about it, just call her name out in prayer. Don't worry about trying to reach out to her. She needs to get her rest. uh, And she needs to uh, 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 get as much rest as she can. We want to flank her with our prayers. But don't worry about trying to reach out to her. She was overwhelmed with a whole lot of calls. Amen. Uh, When we mentioned about her. Uh, pending surgery so please man please sir just call her name out in prayer i trust you you ain't got to send god anywhere god is already there but we want to definitely cover her with our prayers and of course we thank god for bringing elson through his surgery and his procedure amen 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 and we look forward to you elson joining us back real soon at this time would you come uh, minister pate and take us to the throne of grace
1: let us pray eternal god our father we thank you for being omnipotent and awesome at the same time god 2020 has brought so many challenges and so much uncertainty but god we trust in the fact that know that you have everything under control god the names that have been called for sickness and those that were are dealing with bereavement god we ask you that you just begin to just love one of them today God, we ask you that you just breathe on them today, God, and just remind them that, God, you are still the God of love, the God of power, God, the God of change. God, even though some things may not change and we may not understand, but God, one thing we can understand that in due time, you will make it clear why things are happening the way that they are happening. God, you know our our, our highest hopes, our deepest fears, and you have been with us through our biggest mistakes, but none of that changes your mind about us, and we thank you. We thank you for loving us, God. We thank you for loving us through pain. We thank you for loving us through heartache. We thank you for loving us through change. We thank you for loving us, God, through the most difficult times in our lives when we think that we cannot make it. We thank you for your strength, So, God, as we cross over to 2021, God, God, we pray that you give us the strength to keep our heads held high as we look to you for our help, God, continuing calling on your name and representing you in our communities, giving you the honor, the glory, and the praise that is due. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen
0: amen if you feel that god is answering your prayer can you give god the praise that is so richly due to him Or oh, come on let's celebrate let's give god praise for an answered prayer amen amen thank you minister pate at this time we have the wonderful opportunity to give we have the wonderful opportunity to give and as we prepare to give at this particular time Uh, before I ask you for your offering I want to remind you that for those who have uh, lost their job who have been furloughed or you've been laid off or you join unemployment or you feel like you can't give uh, because uh, you have a, a lot of other obligations I'm not expecting you to give however if you give out of your poverty out of your sense of lack Uh, God is to be praised and I want you to know that God like he did with the widow's might will honor your giving in such a miraculous way however for those of us who still have income we're receiving this is where the strong can bear the infirmities of the weak. and so as we prepare to give there are three ways you can give here at st. Paul the first way is that you can mail your check or money order to the church at 1401 Allen Street, um, 28205. Or you can drop off cash, your check or money order here at the church. However, before you bring your offering, do us a favor, call the church to make sure someone is here. And then secondly, uh, when you come, we're going to ask that if you would either wear your mask so we can honor our COVID protocols here at the church. The second way you can give is through our website, and you can go to our website and follow the giving prompts there. The third way you can give is through the app called Givelify. And if you don't have that app on your smart device, you can download that app to your smart device, connect it to your favorite credit card, and in three clicks, you can give unto the Lord. And I believe with Givelify now, they're also allowing for you to be able to use, if you so desire, your American Express card to give. So I want you to do me this favor. If you would, take your offering. If you would, lift it in your right hand. We want to give God what's right, not what's left. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come to you right now. And we thank you for the wonderful opportunity to partner with you through giving. And God, we are most like you when we give. God, if you would, in your own magnificent, wonderful way, take these gifts of ours. Bless them in a Godful way. Take these gifts of ours and let them be used to be a blessing to others who may not be able to reciprocate. Take these gifts of ours, O oh God. And we know that when we give our love and obedience, as we practice the discipline of tithes and offerings, there are promises connected to our giving. We're also reminded that as we sow, we shall reap. And so, Lord, let us reap according to our sowing. It is in the name of your son, Jesus, the Christ we pray, and in his name we claim it done. Amen. Amen. If you would go ahead and press those buttons, if you would go ahead and give your offering. And as we receive um, our songs for the sermon from our adult ensemble, let's give God praise for them for their wonderful work as far as worship is concerned. But one more thing, uh, I was uh, to mention, there's for our seniors, and senior is 60 and older, uh, and there's there's Jerry to come get my money. Hey, Amen. Little Jerry, there go, brother Jerry, get my money. You got my money, brother Jerry? All right. Senior uh, free meals for our seniors, that's 60 and over. 60 and over. So if you are 60 and over, there are free meals, free meals here at the church for you from 1 to 3 o'clock p.m. today. From 1 to 3 o'clock p.m. today. So if you want to come through, come get a hot meal. Amen. You don't have to go to the restaurant. We have something for you if you want to come through. All right? Okay. And that's for our seniors. That's for our seniors. 60 and over.
6: Holy for his bed of cattle. Caroush-
0: ensemble for blessing us and reminding us why we are why we are here this is um, the Sunday before Christmas and over the last uh, several weeks I've been doing a series of sermons I believe I started on Romans chapter 9 and then went through Romans chapter 10 and in my study I also discovered that Romans chapter 11 is part of a trinity of chapters that deals with the grace, the sovereignty, and the election of God. And so I want to uh, pick up on Romans chapter 11 um, as far as a series is concerned, but I'm not going to do that today. I'll pick up on that next Sunday. However, for today, I want to focus on um the reason that jesus came into the world however i don't want to focus on what i would call the birth narratives known as uh, matthew or luke i want to call your attention to the gospel of john john chapter 1 and we want to look at verses 1 through 5 and then also want to go to verse 14 and uh, get a sense for why jesus came into the world john chapter one starting at verse one it reads like this in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was in the beginning with god all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made in him was life And the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I want to preach for this time that is mine what's so special about jesus what is so special about jesus and we solicit your prayers beloved we're living in an age of competing religious interests and diverse spiritualities that tend to critique the Christian faith and yes even the personhood of Jesus Christ I would dare imagine that even within the confines of what is known as the st. Paul Church and those who may be watching us online some question and wonder if Jesus is the only way to God this debate is part of this postmodern culture because in postmodernity there is no such thing as absolute truth. Therefore, if so desired, religious philosophy and doctrine can be created to match a corrupted lifestyle and an egocentric view whereby God can be made in our image and likeness. Our problem is we want a God who fits our routine, we want a God who caters to our needs. We want a God who makes us feel good, which means that God is so, not so much as sovereign as is God being a puppet who dances to our music when we pull his strings. In other words, we want a God who is a slave to our selfish desires and we want a God who can try to fulfill our insatiable demands and if God does not meet our desires or demands then we have no use for this God. We're in a time I dare say without a mental reservation we're in a time when being a follower of Jesus Christ does not look good on your resume. The authenticity of Jesus Christ is being questioned like never before atheistic authors and unbelieving biblical scholars state Jesus did not exist I would dare say that yes even in some of our seminaries there are people who are teaching about Jesus but they don't believe him they know that he was a historical figure however they are persistent with their claim that he is not the Messiah of God the atheist believes that Jesus cannot be the son of God because for the atheist there is no God the non-believing biblical scholar disputes Jesus performing all the miracles that are attributed to him in the Gospels and they certainly don't believe he was resurrected from the grave they doubt what we call the virgin birth. They dismiss the resurrection. They discount his miracles. They cynically report how 75% of the gospels are just fiction. And when you take these assumptions and you merge it with this postmodern mindset, there may be some who are listening to me right now who don't believe Jesus is who the Bible says he is. This is because that type of person has heard about Jesus. They got some information on Jesus, but they really don't know Jesus. The problem with many of us is that we think that because we got information on someone, we know them. Unfortunately, information without relationship does not mean you know me. You just know some stuff about me. And the stuff you think you know about me might be wrong stuff. However, when you get to know me for yourself, then you can judge for yourself who I am and what role I can play in your life. In other words, when you get to know me, you can determine whether i be a friend or foe. You can determine whether i be someone you will share your confidence with or stay away from. When you really get to know me, you will know if we will have deep, intimate friendship or if we will have just surface and superficial conversation. Only when you get to know me on a deeper level can you determine if I'll be someone with whom a deep relationship can be developed or if we will remain at a distance. Interestingly, this is how many people are when it comes to knowing Jesus, they read the bible they can look at other books about him but until the holy spirit brings a conversion experience to your life where you confess jesus christ as your lord and savior where you believe that he is the son of the living god then you cannot appreciate the power of his sovereignty the majesty of his glory the graciousness of his compassion, the uniqueness of his personhood, the simplicity of his love, the complexity of his divinity, and the benevolence of his forgiveness. But this is the problem because Jesus presents a dilemma in this postmodern age. And the dilemma is connected to the words that Jesus says when he says, I am the way. The truth and the life, no man, no woman, no boy or girl can come to the Father except by me. Some contend that Jesus cannot be the only way because there are other religions with some semblance of truth. There are those who believe that Jesus cannot be the only way to God and the only guide of morality. Uh, Can't we get that from Buddha, and can't we get that from Islam, and can't we get that from Hinduism or some other New Age spirituality? Uh, Can't you live a good life without Jesus? And I would contend, yes, you can live a good life. You can live even a moral life without Jesus, but you can't have eternal life without Jesus. Uh, I might contend that you can be a good person, but if you ain't got Jesus, then you lack the prerequisites to have a genuine relationship with God, who is the creator of the cosmos. That if I want God to, to be in my life in a meaningful way, then it has to come through the Son, Jesus Christ. However, if I neglect this aspect of being in relationship with Jesus Christ, then I'm not really connected to the God of the cosmos like I need in order to have an authentic life-changing relationship. The covenant relationship is directly connected to the personhood of Jesus Christ who is able to bring blessings, healing, and deliverance. And I can't get that from the study of Buddha. I can't get this from practicing Hinduism. I cannot get this from spending time in some new age movement. I can't get this from bowing down to mother earth. I can only get this From having a transformative relationship by claiming and connecting with Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. In appreciating the person of Jesus, I want you to understand that Jesus is not some ordinary man. As a matter of fact, Jesus is more than a hero, Jesus is more than a superhero. Please, ma'am, please understand, you can't compare Jesus to your superhero comic book figure. You can't compare Jesus to Batman because Jesus didn't even have a utility belt. You you can't compare Jesus to Superman because Superman had issues with kryptonite. Uh, However, Jesus has no weaknesses because Jesus is God in the flesh. And so the reality of Jesus being incarnated, which means Jesus became flesh, is the only way that God could deal with the sin problem that faces you and me every day. God has made God's self known in Jesus Christ. So when we look at Jesus Christ, Jesus is both the Word of God... And the flesh of humanity, and is not one to the exclusion of others, huh? In other words, understand that Jesus is the perfect balance between God and humanity. Uh, let me, if I could, teach a little doctrine just for a moment because I see folks on the screen looking at me kind of suspect. Here it is Jesus is 100% God. And Jesus is 100% human. Jesus is the God who has to become a human so that you and I can reclaim a relationship with God. Jesus is the God who became human so that you and I can have a little taste of eternity in the midst of time Uh, jesus is the god who became human so we can have the power to deal with the pain of this pandemic jesus is the god who became human so we can shout over his sovereignty even when we don't understand our suffering Jesus is the God who became human so we can have somebody who can identify with our problems, plights, and predicaments and give us the power to emerge from our pain with our sanity still intact. In other words, that which does not kill you and me only makes us stronger. This is why the gospel writer John addresses as he writes these first few verses of John chapter 1 to give us insights into the length, the width, the breadth, and the depth uh, that God goes through to reclaim and redeem us from our sins and to fix us from our brokenness. John starts off this chapter the same way that Genesis starts off with these uh, famous three words, in the beginning. Y'all know Genesis starts off with those words, uh, in the beginning. Uh, Genesis says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth when you read genesis you are reading about creation but when you read about john you're reading about the christ yes 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 when you read about genesis uh, uh, genesis is talking about time but when you read about john he writes about eternity when when you read about Genesis he's dealing with the creation of the cosmos but when you read about John he's talking about a moment of eternity you can't even imagine all I'm trying to let you know is that Jesus Christ has always been in existence Jesus did not just start being in existence on what we call Christmas morning Genesis begins with creation John refers to creation but soon turns to what Paul calls a new creation both in Genesis and here The context shows that the beginning is absolute, the beginning of all things, the beginning of the universe, the beginning of time, the beginning of humanity, the beginning of you and me, the beginning of the earth. When John says in the beginning, he wants you to understand that God does not have a beginning, but everything that does exist came from the God who did not begin to be. God has no beginning. God has no end. God has no start God has no finish God has no up God has no down God has no in God has no out God has no coming and God has no going am I preaching am I am I am I talking good so far one of the things that disturbs me what I hear some preachers talking about how we serve a God who is evolving. And I don't know about anybody else, but I don't serve a God that is evolving. Why? Because God does not have to evolve. Why does God have to become something if God does not have a beginning nor an end? And so the God we serve ain't evolving. It's our understanding of the God that did not begin to be that may be changing. But God does not have to evolve because God does not have to change. I'm trying to teach y'all good doctrine for a moment. So you got to be careful about listening to some of these preachers, some of these teachers, some of these so-called wise folks who want to say God evolves. God ain't evolving because God does not have to change. Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever uh, every other person who is at the heart of any religious movement had a starting point jesus birth in bethlehem was a moment that was preceded by eternity jesus being neither originated in time nor came about because of some man or woman the author of time who lived in eternity was made flesh in time so that we might live with the eternal in our view. So when Jesus came, he was not introducing a new religion, but he was presenting the truth about the reality of God's love and grace. So if you deny Jesus while you're trying to be so spiritual, you're conjuring up an imaginary religion into an attempt to see heaven while your sight is confined to the earth. But Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and that you might have life more abundantly i love what john has done here john has caught the broad stroke of theology and the wonder of history of salvation and he shares it in these verses this beloved is the central theme of the new testament this beloved is the reality of how we are saved in the beginning was the word but that word was not like human speech that word was not like stringing along some letters and coming up with a word you think about the power of our human words. When you think about Martin Luther King talking about I had a dream or Barack Obama saying yes we can. You all know words can fulfill us or words can frustrate us. Words can build us up or words can tear us down. Words can heal us or words can hurt us. There are tender healing words like welcome home. Congratulations. I love you. And there are hopeful words like I can't Stand you. Get out of my face. Divorce is granted, or he or she is dead. But when John talks about in the beginning, what's the word and the word was with God and the word was God he was talking about some way beyond us remember John is a Jew speaking to his brothers and sisters so the concept of word has power he is using Greek terminology in this expression but John is going even deeper than just the spoken word John is dealing with the Greek understanding of word which is logos l-o-g. G O S. Logos is the reason or mind of God, the eternal principle of the order in the universe that makes the chaos of the world a cosmos, which takes disorder and brings order, that takes confusion. And brings peace that takes nothing and makes something. So when Jesus, when John says that Jesus is the word of God. John is saying that Jesus is the fleshly manifestation of the mind of God. Which basically means that whatever you see Jesus doing, God had it on God's mind even before Jesus in the flesh started doing it. Because Jesus, watch this. It's the logic of God that has been made flesh. Now, I want to raise a question, uh, even though I've done all this theological doctrinal work before you, I, I want to raise a question, uh, even after I've gone through this hermeneutic for you and exegetical work for you. I want to raise a question uh, because for me, I got to wrestle with this with you. Uh, what's so special about this man named Jesus? What's special about about Jesus, the word, becoming flesh. I want to contend that Jesus is special because Jesus has been uh, placed by transcendence. What does that mean? The word transcendence means that God, who is beyond us and outside of us and uh, deeper than us, becomes part of us. The God who is beyond the world is the same God who becomes part of the world. The God who made the world is the one who steps into the world. So God, who is the transcendent creator, becomes imminent or close to us through Jesus Christ. See, you got to understand that Jesus is God in the flesh. And even though he is God in the flesh, he comes from God, the creator, to become God, our redeemer. So because Jesus comes from God, the creator, he has been positioned among us that now you and I have a view of eternity because of Jesus. In other words, God has placed Jesus in a unique place at a unique time in a unique situation to do a unique thing this is what Paul meant when he said that in the fullness of time God sent his son In the fullness of time, not before and not after. In the fullness of time, determined by God's time and not human nature. In the fullness of time. In other words, when God got good and ready, God placed Jesus among us. God placed Jesus within the context of Bethlehem's ghetto at a time that taxes had to be collected God put Jesus with a teenage mother and a hesitant stepfather. God sent Jesus among the oppressed people of Judea. That was a colony of the Roman governor when Caesar Augustus was on the throne. God positioned Jesus to grow up in the hood of Nazareth. And this is a strange place for the transcendent God to position God's word. But can I give y'all my My shout, it may not be your shout, but it's my shout because I know where I'm going. It's my shout because I understand the depth of what I'm trying to give you. Here it is. God decides to position Jesus there because the word goes where there's oppression, depression, and isolation. The word is positioned in a place where. Where there is struggle, stress, and strain to let somebody know you can make it. Bethlehem needed the word. Galilee needed the word. Nazareth needed the word. The problem is... That you got some folks nowadays who don't think they need the word. Some snooty folks don't think they need Jesus. Some educated folks don't think they need Jesus. Some rich people don't think they need Jesus. Some gangsters and thugs don't think they need Jesus. Uh, Your president uh, certainly does not think he needs Jesus. Uh, However, I'll be the first to let you know uh, I need Jesus. I need the word among me in these times uh, of pandemic living. I need the word uh, while we deal with an egotistical insane delusional occupant at 1,650 Pennsylvania Avenue who still, still, still want to maintain that the election was stolen from him. I need a word when we have over 315,000 Americans who have died because of his ineptitude when it comes to dealing with COVID-19. I need the word as we try to meander through the vices and violence that is taking place on the streets in Charlotte. We need the word as we try to maintain our sanity in the midst of an insane reality. We need the word as we go through the dark winter as the numbers continue to climb. We need the word as we try to figure out when we gonna come back to church. When we gonna be able to see our family and friends. When we gonna be able to share with one another in fellowship and friendship. We need the word such as a time Like this. That's why the songwriter said, "I need Thee, oh, I need Thee every hour. I need Thee, oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to Thee. I just need to raise the rhetorical question for a moment: Is there anybody that's watching me on Facebook, listening to me on the telephone, watching me on Zoom, checking us out on Vimeo that need Jesus? I need Jesus to bless me. I need the word to keep me. I need the savior to hold me. I need my redeemer to preserve me. I need my king to lift me. I need my God to save me. Can I bless about seven of y'all? How make eight. The transcendence has been positioned among us. God has placed you in some situations that you would not have survived had not not God come and hung out with you. God put you on the job and you survived by the word. God placed you in a school and you survived by the word. God placed you in your home and you made it by the word. God placed you in the church. You've been kept by the word. God placed you among friends so you could give a word. God gave your parents so they can get the word. But when you've been positioned by transcendence, it does not matter who comes up against you because where you are right now can you testify and just admit Things ain't been going so well. Where you are right now, uh, your honey ain't loving you. Where you are right now, your money is funny and your change is strange. Where you are right now, hellhounds are on your track. Where you are right now, your enemy is raising his head. Where you are right now, your family, they don't like you. Where you are right now, ain't a good place place but you need to shout because while it's a surprise to you it ain't a surprise to God it was on God's agenda for you to deal with what you're dealing with so you could drop a word where you are so that God could get glory as a matter of fact as you're dropping the word God sends the word so you can continue to drop the word because God, watch this will send you Lagos, who is Jesus so you can share a rhema which is the spoken word So that somebody will come to know Lagos for himself or herself. Let me continue to press my claim. Because I I, want to go a little deep with y'all this morning. And this is what you got to understand. Jesus is special. Because Jesus was conceived without sexual intercourse. I said it. Yep. Went out there. Let me do a little teaching. Let's look at the text. Because John says, and the word was made flesh let's wrestle with this because if Jesus is the logos of God if Jesus is God then that means that Jesus has no beginning then his birth must be explained because how could Jesus be born and yet not have a beginning alright that's easy The Bible says that Jesus was born of a virgin. The virgin birth of Jesus deals with this. But there are some who are watching me right now who say the virgin birth can't happen. A woman who has never had sex with a man can have a child. A contraire. In today's society, because of science, a virgin can have a baby. Yep, don't look at me. I don't know why church folks try to act all strange when it comes to science. I am a person of faith, and I'm a person of science. Watch this. Through the process known as in vitro fertilization, a woman who has never had sex can have a baby. Which means she is a virgin that can have a child. But check this out. But the virgin still needs a man because she needs his sperm. Listen, I'm just doing basic, basic biology. I'm just doing basic biology. A virgin still needs a man because she needs his seed, but she don't need his act. In other words, she does not need to have sexual intercourse, but she needs what the man has in order to have a baby. Am I making any sense to y'all? Because y'all looking at me kind of funny. Y'all looking at me kind of funny. Therefore, there is an implied consummation, even if there's not a physical consummation. Follow the flow. But when it comes to Mary, (laughs) Mary, Jesus was conceived. But she ain't getting nothing from a man. All right? Oh, oh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to teach basic doctrine. She she didn't get anything from Joseph except his name. Everything else she got from God. In other words, uh, she didn't need the seed from Joseph because the Bible tells us that the Holy Ghost overshadowed her. Therefore, the Holy Ghost engaged in spiritual in vitro fertilization that planted the essence of eternity into Mary's womb that meant that she could maintain her integrity while she carried out her divine assignment. In in other words, uh, 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 Joseph had to hold... From being with Mary, my friend Billy Curtis explained this last night. Uh, 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 Joseph had to hold off from being with Mary. He had to deny himself so he could main, she could maintain her integrity as she carried forth. The son of God. So it's alarming for a woman to have a child out of wedlock, but Mary could walk around saying, I ain't never been with a man. You can call me whatever you want to, but I ain't never been with a man. You don't know my story. Talk about me all you want to, but I ain't never been with a man. There is someone here who has been called everything but a child of God. Somebody watching me who have had folks to call you everything but a child of God. But you got to do it with integrity. God has implanted something within you that you got to bring forth. God has deposited something within you that you got to bring forth. So I want you to walk around with your head held high. Stand up. Straighten up your shoulders. Hold your head high and bring to pass what God has planted within you because it's connected to your purpose and your passion back then it was a capital offense for Mary to have had a baby when she was engaged to another man and the baby was not his let me say it again in other words Mary could have been stoned joseph covers her preach robert charles scott to maintain her integrity but also in covering her he participates and cooperates in the sovereign plan of god preach robert charles scott so while jesus Did not have 23 pairs of human chromosome, which is a total of 46. He left some chromosomes because he did not have a biological father, which is why he is God in the flesh. Even Islam affirms the virgin birth of Jesus. Here then is this man from Nazareth who claims that his origin is from heaven and that his father is none other than God. A son not born out of physical consummation or out of the need for communion, but out of the consummate expression of being God in the flesh, out of eternal fellowship with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I want you to know this cannot be said Of the Prophet Muhammad this cannot be said of Krishna this cannot be said of Buddha this cannot be said of Abraham this cannot be said of Moses but the God we know is so sovereign he is so sovereign that he can initiate life without sexual contact God alone who dwell in the essence of eternity ...could consecrate the fresh... ...while differentiating between the inherent powers of created... ...and the distoal powers of procreation, huh? The God we serve can take Mary's flesh consecrate her while at the same time installing in her the very essence of the Godhead he engages in our recreation so that one day we shall be made in the image and likeness of his son Jesus Christ Uh, maybe I've talked too deep for y'all let me go ahead and close this thing up Um, but the last reason that Jesus is special is because Jesus lived a life without sin, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus lived a life without sin. Jesus' life was pure. Jesus' life was perfect. Jesus' life was sinless. I don't care what these theologians say. He was perfect. He was sinless. His life was pure. I I, 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 I don't care what these new age folks said. There there was nothing wrong with Jesus. As a matter of fact, some tried to find fault with him, but they could not. Uh, Even Pilate had to admit, "I, I find no fault in him on on many occasions his his enemies uh tried to bring up charges against him but but they would not stick no nobody nobody no man woman boy girl could 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 tarnish his pristine life he was perfect he challenged his adversaries to lay any sin at his feet he he was perfect he lived the a spotless life his life was without blemish no other religious founders can make that claim uh, Abraham who is the progenitor of the Jewish religion lied about Sarah being his wife Moses the one that is known as the ultimate lawgiver basically committed capital murder when he murdered an Egyptian and buried him in the sand uh, Muhammad could not even make this emission Buddha could not make this emission Krishna could not make this emission Mohammed had to ask for forgiveness Hinduism is not exempt because Krishna had all of those milkmaids that he was sexually connected to even Buddha wasn't perfect because if Buddha was perfect there would be no need for reincarnation Buddha left his wife in order to pursue enlightenment Ah, but Jesus did not begin his mission looking for enlightenment. Why? Because Jesus is enlightenment. Uh, That is the origin of Buddhism. Jesus did not come to a particular group of people who could have an identity as others around them did. Islam started for this reason. Jesus did not give many people a reason to boast particular privileges because of the age of their culture or the strength of their society that's what the greeks did when they worship all those idol gods jesus did not come to affirm people who boast in the strength of military might and political prowess that's what rome did jesus did not come to exalt a culture because it was the recipient of God's moral law. That's what the Jews did. But Jesus came to do more than demonstrate political power. Jesus came to do more than exhibit military might. Jesus came to do more than reestablish the throne of israel jesus uh, came uh, to do more than just heal the sick and raise uh, the dead Uh, y'all got to excuse me uh, but my mississippi is slipping out Uh, i stopped by yeah to let somebody know uh, that jesus is special uh, because he came to show us god in the flesh in other words, uh, the reason uh, I got to give uh, God praise uh, is because uh, the Word was made flesh and uh, the Word dwelt among us. And you and I beheld uh, His glory uh, as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace. Uh, and truth Um, so preacher why is jesus special to you Um, i got to tell you uh, as i close uh, on uh, this sunday before christmas um, as we get ready uh, to wish our loved ones uh, a merry christmas and a happy new year uh, that the jesus i serve is special because he's the fullness of the godhead bodily Jesus is special because he's nobody less than God in the flesh. Jesus is special because he's the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. Jesus is special because he's the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. Jesus is special because he's the source of our salvation. Jesus is special because he's the savior of the world. Jesus is special because he's the judge of the living and the dead. Yeah, Jesus is special because he's the creator of time who ain't worried about time. Jesus is special because he's the God who stepped out on nothing took nothing and created everything he is the god who can be far in heaven that's transcendence who became jesus on earth that's subsistence who sends the holy ghost that's eminence so that you and i can be changed that's evidence and that's why we're able to give god praise because of all that Jesus has done, and I don't know about anybody else. But I got to give God praise on this Sunday before Christmas. Because when I think about all that Jesus is, when I think about all that Jesus has done, when I think about all that Jesus can do, I have to shout and give God praise. It's like the songwriter said, so many wonderful things about Jesus. Uh, so many wonderful things uh, about him. Uh, his name uh, is wonderful. Uh, he's a mighty good uh, counselor. Uh, is there anybody out there that's watching me uh, that know there's so many wonderful things uh, about Jesus? Uh, what's wonderful about him? Uh, he is the I am uh, that I am. Uh, what's wonderful about him? Uh, he's the resurrection. Uh, The life, what's wonderful about him? He's the conqueror of the grave. What's wonderful about him? He's the bread of heaven. What's wonderful about him? He's the judge of the quick and the dead. What's wonderful about him? He's the sovereign God. What's wonderful about him? He's the eternal spirit. What's wonderful about him? He's my battle axe. What's wonderful about him? He's my refuge in the time of storm. Uh, What's wonderful about him? Uh, He is my conqueror. Uh, What's wonderful about him? Uh, He's the sovereign God. Uh, What's wonderful about him? Uh, He's the king of kings uh, and the lord of lords. Uh, What's wonderful about
7: him? Uh, He's wonderful counselor, uh, mighty God, uh, everlasting father, uh, prince of peace. Uh, What's wonderful about him? Uh, He died called Calvary. Uh, He was buried uh, in a borrowed tomb. uh, But he rose uh, early one Sunday morning uh, with all power in his hand. Uh, He ascended unto the Father uh, to judge uh, the quick and the dead. Um, But one of these days, uh, good God Almighty, uh, I'd have felt my health kick in. Uh, One of Uh, One of these days uh, he's coming back uh, to put death, uh, the gravest sin, uh, under his feet. Uh, One of these days Oh, uh, one of these days, uh, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess uh, that He is uh, Christ the Lord, the Savior of all. Uh, know about you, uh, but I'm not going to
0: wait um, until that coronation morning uh, to bow down um, and to give him praise. Uh, I'm going to lift up my hands. Um, I'm going to lift up my
7: voice. Um, I'm going to give him praise uh, because he's worthy. Um, y'all got to excuse me. Um, I ain't preaching for y'all no more. I'm, I'm preaching for myself, uh, but I got to bow my sins. Uh, I got to bow down uh, because he took the nails uh, I could not handle. Uh, I got to bow down uh, because he died a death uh, I could not die. Uh, I got to bow down uh, because he gives me another chance uh, to get this thing right. Uh, I got to bow down uh, because he forgives me of my sins. Uh, can't speak uh, for nobody else, uh, but I'm glad uh, that he is my Lord uh, and I'm glad uh, that he is my God uh, so I don't know about y'all but the greatest gift The greatest gift, uh, the greatest gift uh, that I have uh, is the gift uh, of my salvation. Uh, So guess what, y'all? Guess what, y'all? I know that Pierre uh, is celebrating her birthday uh, on December the 25th. uh, And I know that my wife uh, will turn 55. uh, And I thank God uh,
0: that my wife uh, is turning 55. Uh, I thank God uh, for her being in my life. Uh, I thank God uh, that because of her uh, we got a gift uh, in the form of cherries. But can I
7: tell y'all my greatest gift uh, that before I thank God uh, for pure cherries, I gotta thank God uh, for Jesus Christ uh, and what he did for me uh, on a hill called Calvary. I thank him for my salvation. I thank him for my redemption. I thank him uh, for my forgiveness I thank him uh, for my emancipation I thank him uh, for all that he's done for all that he's doing uh, and for all that He'll does. Uh, cause when I think good God almighty uh, when I think uh, I say good God almighty when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me uh, my soul My soul, my soul. you free so i want to thank you god for the gift of salvation now as i close this sermon is there anybody that ain't too afraid nor too scared nor too timid nor too chicken to lift up your hands throw back your head open up your mouth and tell the lord thank you thank you thank you
0: There is something special about this man named Jesus something special he, he, he just he's not an ordinary Joe as a matter of fact that's he's the only reason the church is in existence right now because had there not been a Jesus there would not be a church and if there was not the church there would be no Saint Paul and if there's no Saint Paul there would be no you or me in Christ the best gift I can give to some man woman boy or girl out there that's lost is to offer you a relationship with God through Jesus Christ the gift of salvation The gift of salvation. I want to just take this time to offer you this gift. If you're watching us right now, if you're watching us right now, I'm going to lead you in a prayer in just a moment. But if you're watching us right now, and if this prayer connects with you, if you don't know who God is, for real, for real, if you're not sure about your relationship with God, if you pray this prayer, and you mean it. In your head and heart, you can have that assurance. And there are going to be some instructions I'm going to give you after we pray this prayer. But I want you to repeat this prayer. And for those that are listening, if you don't mind repeating it as well, it's a reminder for those of us who've made this connection with God. But if you're watching us right now and it's the first time you say this prayer and you mean it, this opportunity to have the gift, the gift of salvation. Just repeat this prayer after me. God, I need you in my life. I want to thank you for sending Jesus Christ into the world. I want to thank you that because of Jesus, I have the gift of salvation. I have the gift of eternal life forgive me of my sins help me be the person you want me to be I surrender to you right now and I claim Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior thank you God for Jesus and it's in his name I pray this prayer Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, you meant that prayer, you're sincere about that prayer. You mean it in your head, in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit. Guess what? Salvation is yours. Is it really that easy? Yeah, it is. We're not saved by our works. We are saved by our faith. We confess with our mouths and believe in our heart that God has raised Jesus Christ from the dead. We shall be saved. That's what Paul says. We shall be saved. And so I want to offer to you right now this opportunity for salvation so if you are out there and you prayed this prayer we are receiving people we may not be in the church physically but the church goes on the work of the church continues we're receiving people online we're receiving people through our streaming we're receiving people who call in and say hey I want to be saved I want to be a part of the church so here's the deal if that prayer was for you and you want salvation. If you're watching us on one of our platforms, just type in wherever you are right now salvation. One of our digital ministers will reach out to you and let you know what next steps are. If you're listening to us on the telephone, uh you want to call in, you can call in 704-334-5309. Leave your name and a number or a contact where we can reach out to you and by 5 o'clock tomorrow, somebody will reach out to you and let you know what next steps are. If you are, at this particular time, also listening to us, you can send us an email. Just type Salvation. Send us an email at info at spbcnc.org. Someone will reach out to you and let you know what next steps are. If you're watching us and you're saying, Pastor, I'm saved but I want a church home. I want a place where we can connect. Guess what? That can happen here, even in virtual space. I'd love to be your pastor. These men and women that are online would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. So guess what? If you're saved and you want to connect with St. Paul, wherever you are right now, wherever you are, whether it's here in Charlotte or across this country or this globe, we would love to have you. We would love to have you. You could be one of our digital members. We would love to have you. So do me this favor. If you are watching us, just type in connect. Type in connect on your browser as far as whatever medium you're watching us. And one of our digital ministers will reach out to you. Or you could call the church at 704-334-5309 and say, hey, I want to join St. Paul. Someone will get in contact with you by 5 o'clock tomorrow evening and let you know what next steps are. Or, if you're uh, listening to us on the phone, you can send us an email or call us. Send an email at info at spbcnc.org Say, listen, I want to join St. Paul. And you can join us. We would love to have you to be a part of our fellowship as we do life in physical and virtual space together. Because this is how the church is going to be going forward in the years to come. We're going to be this hybrid of both physical and virtual space we're not going back to what we had before we're creating something new this is church iteration 3.0 where we are doing this now so we would love for you to be a part of our fellowship as we move forward sharing the gift of God's salvation through Jesus Christ well I hope this has blessed you I want to give us a benediction so we're going to stand at this time And as we prepare to give the benediction, just want to remind you, get the name of your loved one who has died in 2020 to us by five o'clock this Wednesday so that we can have that posting as we do our memorial service. Amen. I wish you a Merry Christmas. As far as Friday is concerned, we hope that you have a blessed Christmas. But I want you to do me this favor. The numbers are continuing to go up. So please, ma'am, please, sir if you don't have to travel, we ask them that you stay home, stay among your immediate family. Amen. Because the virus is being spread in small group contacts. So stay home with your immediate family. Wash your hands, wear your mask when you go out in public, practice physical social distancing of six feet or greater. I wanna see you in 2021 and 2022 and beyond. So we need you because there are people who don't believe that this this pandemic is real. They say it's a hoax. It's not a hoax. It's real. I know too many people who are dying from it and a lot of people who have been sick because of it. The vaccine is here, but all of us aren't getting it right now. We got to wait our turn. So I need you to continue to do those things because after your salvation, I'm concerned about your safety and your security. Amen. May the Lord watch and keep you. May the Lord allow his countenance to shine upon you. And may the Lord give you blessed peace as you celebrate his son, Jesus Christ, being the reason for the season. God bless you all. I love you all. God loves you even more. Take care of yourself. Be safe. And we look forward to seeing you real soon. We're one day closer, one day closer to being back here at St. Paul.